0: Welcome back to another week of Silver Pills. Another ho, dose. ho, ho! Yes, our Christmas episode, our Christmas special. The annual Silver Pilled Christmas Part yeah. 2. Well, part Wow. Well, second yeah. anniversary. I guess. Is that a... Is it anniversary? I guess so. If it's annual, it would be an anniversary. Yeah. yeah.
1: Good point. Good
0: point. <laughs> Anyways... Size
1: uh check us out wherever you listen to podcasts give us five star ratings reviews if you have experiences prayer requests kind words recipes we're getting recipes Lowell. so thank you for everyone sending us recipes after we gave a shout out for that so keep sending us
0: recipes we've been enjoying that Yes, and we'll yeah. try and start posting our our favorite ones on Instagram. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's what we should do. So Absolutely, you better start cooking.
1: Well, yeah, I guess this is coming out a little bit before Christmas. Send us good cookie recipes. There you for go, Santa. Send yeah. us the best cookie recipe that got you the most gifts. We all there know we go. bribe Santa with cookies and good behavior, but if you could send us the best cookie recipe,
0: yeah molasses cookies
1: you know <laughs> snickerdoodles
0: <laughs> well, all right snickerdoodles are good too anyways back
1: on track here you can send us all that good stuff to silverpilled at gmail.com or find us on instagram silverpilled podcast we have a venmo if you would like to donate any pocket change it is appreciated but
0: not required and what else Well, is that it I think that's it. You said to share with everybody you know, everybody yeah. you don't know. Yeah. yeah. All, uh, the elves, Krampus, all the elves, elves, reindeer. Yeah. Snowmen,
1: gingerbread men. What else is Christmassy that you can share with?
0: Mutant killer, monster, snow goons. That's a silver pilled Christmas. That is. That's a Calvin and Hobbes Christmas. Oh, yeah. Good point. Okay. So.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of mutant monsters we have some pretty important guests on tonight who are waiting patiently to say hello to the silver pilled family if everyone remembers last year's episode we had our probably most important guests on i would say because without those guests silver pilled wouldn't exist no you and i Wouldn't exist. Wow, that's true, because those guests were our parents who are making a return visit for the annual silver-pilled Christmas episode. Hi, mom and dad.
2: Hello, hello. Hello. I will share my bigfoot cookie recipe. I feel like
1: that's cheating. You can only share it with us. You can't share it with our listeners. (laughs) The point is for us to get more cookies, not so that everyone else can have cookies. But it is the season
0: of giving, so. (laughs) And And we have another very special guest. For a first-time appearance. First time, yes. Someone who probably has listened to us discuss this for years and years and years and years now. At Christmas dinners and Thanksgiving dinners and... Just all the time, campfires. All the time, campfires. (laughs) Anytime (laughs) we got together and this person is probably our other one star rating right <laughs> it's our older sister amanda is making her debut on the christmas special
3: yay
4: yay hi
1: <laughs> we've alluded to you on so many episodes amanda it's i feel like um people are really having a a treat a christmas holiday treat to have the uh The infamous big sister on
4: yeah so i'm glad that you've at least made me sound normal on your podcast when you've mentioned me well
1: we make you sound normal i mean 10 to 1 says everyone will know that you are definitely silver-pilled by the end of this episode so we on the last year's episode we talked to mom and dad about some of the weird stuff That's happened to them, especially around our childhood home. I'm sure you listened to the episode, Amanda, and I'm sure you probably remember some of those stories that they shared. This year, we thought it would be fun to go over some of our family history stories, because as we all know, on this side of the microphone, our families have quite a history And quite a few strange, spooky, paranormal stories that we all heard as we grew up. So we thought we'd invite the whole family together to share with our silver-pilled family a little bit of why we are the way we are.
4: (laughs) So now we all look like weirdos. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) that's kind of the point, (laughs) right? Yeah, and it doesn't doesn't take long for people to
1: figure that out no our first name that we picked for the podcast when it was just in its genesis was the paramorons but uh, we thought silver (laughs) pill might be a little bit more professional than that (laughs) so mom dad we know that you guys have been collecting stories for this very episode so i don't know who wants to jump in first to talk about some of our family stories you know like from great uncles to great grandparents to even great greats at some point i mean we heard these stories growing up so i know that you guys came a little bit more prepared than we did we'll probably have some things to add to it but i don't know who wants to jump in and pave the way for this christmas episode
2: well that is pointing at me so i guess it should be me and i i am trying to remember some of them that we had Heard and told you growing up. Um, so let me start with the story of the ambulance drivers. So um, along the road going into the town, the main town of the county that we live in, along the main north south road towards Anvil, there was a farm <clears throat> on the road, on the along the road, and the story I heard was one night some ambulance drivers and this is along this is back in the early maybe 1930s or so somewhere in there so they weren't modern ambulance vehicles but did
1: they have like the bell on them instead of the siren
2: they may have i couldn't tell you that that'd be
1: cool okay
2: but anyway supposedly on this farm the the lady that lived there was a witch so one night the ambulance drivers were heading to a home and a dog ran out in front of them and they thought it would be really funny to run over this dog. Um, so they did, they knew they ran over the dog and the one guy just thought it was funny. So they drove on and then they did what they needed to do. And they came back thinking that they'd see this dog laying ar- along the road. Well, they drove back and there was the dog standing along the road again. So they ran over it again because they thought it was a little weird, but they thought, well, you know, it probably didn't really hurt it that much if it's standing up. So they ran over it again and went ahead and thought they're going to turn around and come back. That they turned around and came back, and there wasn't a dog laying in the road. There was a the witch woman standing along the side of the road, and she (laughs) kind of like shook her fists and whatever at them. And as they went past her, they had an accident.
1: Oh wow! I don't remember that story. I don't remember that story either. either.
2: I told you a new one huh? that
1: is a new one mm-hmm. so that's a shape-shifting witch it sounds like right yep yep
2: yeah
1: a, a skinwalker is that a skinwalker well what they... so what every shape shifter you just throw into the skinwalker
0: category well i thought that's what you did Why? Well, i know what a skinwalker is
1: i guess yeah i just always associate that with native american lore this was probably an old dutch lady
0: oh that's true i would assume I guess I don't I don't know was it mom
2: I don't know it's (laughs) just a story I was told so who
1: told you that story was that like um grandpa
2: no I don't remember who you know we'd all sit around on a Sunday afternoon and the stories would just fly sure not just spooky stories but all kinds of stories so I don't remember do you know that
1: strip of road that they're talking about like after you heard the story growing up where did you drive past that road to get spooked out at all?
2: No, but it's where I, I always thought it was that main North South road, but I don't know if that really was the place, but I always thought it was. Hmm. Then Harrison, I know you've talked to uncle, to um, my uncle about this story with Mm -hmm. his horse.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. this is a good one.
2: Yes. I want to hear this
4: one again. And also I'm wondering if it's the same lady
2: in this story. So maybe you can,
4: if if you know,
2: specify. I don't. Yeah, I don't know, but my uncle had a, had a farm and, um, he loves horses. Um, he's always had a horse somewhere on the farm and he bought a horse from a woman and his dad warned him, don't buy that horse. That lady is a witch. And he didn't believe him. Um, so he bought the horse, but he bought, so he bought the horse anyway, and he put it out in his pasture and the horse would, now Harrison, remember, remind me if I get this wrong. I'm trying to remember the full story. The horse would walk the length of the fence and stop and like throw its head like it's trying to throw something off of its back. Mm-hmm. And then it would turn around and walk the other direction and it would got, got to the corner. It would do the same thing. So that's all it did every day, all day was walk back and forth, like trying to throw something off its back. Like an back. invisible
1: rider.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: And I, one night I, he went, he would go out in the morning and the horse's mane was always braided and he would unbraid it and brush it out. And then they'd go to bed and he'd come out in the morning and the mane was braided again and he would unbraid it and brush it out. And I think he said he never really had much luck with that horse as far as training it and riding it or anything like that. Um, and one night he went out and there was a cat on the horse's back. Yeah, and, just, uh,
1: just sitting there.
2: Yeah, just sitting on the horse's mm-hmm. back. And I don't remember if he said he chased it off or.
1: Yeah, I don't remember. He didn't tell me when I asked him about this story again.
2: Well, I thought there was a, a pitchfork involved. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I'm, that might be another story that got mixed in there. But um, I can add that part because I think it is part of the story where he threw a pitchfork at the cat to get it off the horse. Um, And he hit the cat and it got off the horse and ran off. And then they heard later somehow that um, they found the lady and she had like pitchfork marks on the side of her body.
1: Oh, really? I hadn't heard that part.
4: Yeah. That's the the version I've heard at least. Oh,
0: wow. That's what I've heard. But I think that was from you telling me, Amanda, I don't think that was.
2: Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Any rate, he didn't keep the horse. He he sold the horse because he just couldn't do anything with it. It wouldn't, it would just, you know, all it did was walk back and forth and throw something off its back. But we did ask him about that story again, just a few years ago. And he, he said, yep, that's the, that's a true story. That really did happen with that horse.
1: Yeah. And I verified that too. And, Because I had heard it growing up. And so when I saw him last, I asked him to tell the story. and He told it the same way. Now, he didn't say the pitchfork part, but everything else uh, he had told me about the braided hair. And he told me that his dad was really against him buying the horse. Like, his dad didn't want to go along with him to get the horse. He had to really talk his dad into going with him to get this horse Mm -hmm. from the switch. He was very resilient to the idea of it. But his dad finally caved in and went with him and then he just had trouble after trouble with the horse that story i mean i remember it growing
0: up and it would always creep me out yeah yeah me too i wonder what the the braiding of the horse's hair is because that's not the only place we hear about that well bigfoot does it bigfoot and fairies fairies, fairies? Are supposed to braid the hair mm-hmm. yeah it's i don't like... understand that I don't, I don't know either. Is it like marking the animal or is it just something to, well, horses in
1: general have kind of a, I don't want to say like a paranormal tie to them, but a lot of stuff is associated with horses. kind of like black cats are associated with witches or bad omen or bad luck. Horses have a lot. I won't say a lot. Horses do hold a pretty high standard in the paranormal world. I mean, it was believed, and I in old German culture, like ancient Jewish German culture, that um, like night it, during the night when you got sleep paralysis, it was a horse, a demon horse oh, really? walking oh, wow. on you, standing on your chest. That's where we get the term nightmare because oh. it was the nightmare that would stand on your chest while you were asleep, keeping you from moving yeah so there's always been kind of a i guess esoteric sense to a horse, so I wonder if that has any ties to why paranormals seem to be attracted to horses. I mean, they don't braid dog hair that I'm aware of yeah,
0: I don't yeah, I don't know. I know there used to be um lore about like you'd go out and find your horse like like frothing and rid like ridden hard I guess sorry, I'm mm-hmm. not very uh don't know a whole lot about horses but that there was stories of fairies who would take your horses out and ride them you know ride fairies? them throughout the nightly. Really? yeah like a joyride you know like like teenagers stealing Weird. a car if fairies stealing your horse and go joyriding. <laughs> riding i'd never heard that that's a little disturbing
1: and avanda that should bother you because you love horses <laughs> i do
4: Yes, and I'm working with horses right now, but I have never heard any of this.
0: So, <laughs> so, well, so you great. Us, you have to let us know if you if you go out there and one of the horses seems to have been out riding all night long when no one was riding <laughs> braided <it>. hair. Right.
1: <laughs> you should go out and just start braiding the hair every day before you leave and then listen to the people. I can't understand why these horses' hair always braided. <laughs>
0: You'd be like, oh, listen to Silver Pill Podcast. Yeah, I think everything. they talked
1: about it. <laughs> that is a pretty creepy story, though. And to have him verify it, I don't like that whole, like, pitchfork thing. That's pretty disturbing to me. So there you go again. Like you said earlier, that's like the like the shape-shifting witch. Seems well, be- right.
4: That's why I was wondering if it was even the same lady. Because I, since I had heard that version of the story, it sounds kind of like her M.O.
3: Right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Now, well,
1: did he live on the farm close to where that happened, Mom? Like the, the dog incident?
2: I was going to tell you, yeah, it's not too far away.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Amanda might have solved that that uh culprit there.
0: You solved the mystery?
1: Solved the mystery. Nancy Drew on the case. <laughs> That's good, because it's just been the Hardy Boys, and we haven't really <laughs> solved much of anything. <laughs>
2: no, <laughs> no I, I think she's more like Pam Hollister.
1: The Happy Hollisters. <laughs> well, good. Those are good stories, Mom. Now, again, we—I didn't hear the dog one. I did obviously hear the cat one, but that one always, as a kid, always scared me. Mm-hmm. Dad, what about you? Do you have any stories from your side
5: of the family, the Blauk side? Well, what came to mind when you were talking about witches? My grandmother, who lived on that North Anvil, along the North Anvil Road used to tell us as kids that one of the neighboring houses, not farther too far down the road from her farm, supposedly had a witch living there. And if the, and she used to say that when the milk truck would not truck, but the milk wagon drawn by horses would go down the road past her farm and headed up to that house. If that lady who lived there was sitting on the porch, the horse would refuse to pass the house oh wow no matter what they did they couldn't get the horse to continue past the house only if she, if she was sitting she out was outside there. yes that's one thing but she told us as kids i remember that and i remember another story that my dad told me he see she she was born my grandmother was born on the farm and lived there all her life and then my dad was also born there and lived all his life there and when he was a kid there was sort of a quote-unquote mystery in that they would see a light across the field from the farm down on the other side of the field and for the longest time they couldn't figure out what this was every every night at the same time every night they would see this light come on and go off it's not, it's not a bright spotlight it's just a it would have been uh, prior to electric uh lights outside that sort of thing but it would go on the the strange thing was it would come on the same approximately the same time every night it would just come on for a a moment or two and then go out and later they found out what it was was there was a farm down there on the other side of the field and the staircase that went upstairs to the upper stairs where the the bedrooms were had a landing and as the people would go to bed and be carrying their oil lantern or can't probably oil lantern going to bed they'd climbed the first set of stairs to the landing. And on that landing, there was a light that was facing the farm where my dad lived in. And so they would go past the window on that landing and continue up the stairs to the bedrooms. So that's why the light came on the same time every night. And uh, he just mentioned it as a interesting mystery they, that he had when, when he was a kid. Well, I had heard dad,
1: I was just recently talking to one of our cousins on that side and he remembers a little bit of a, a different twist on that story because he remembers grandpa i remember that story from grandpa too but as you know that farm also has a window on the landing and our cousin said that grandpa told him that they would go down into that meadow and the house the farmhouse would be empty And on their way back out of the meadow, they would see a light in that window in their house while it was empty, much like the one that you're describing, like someone going up the stairs with a candle, passing that window and turning and going up the next flight of stairs. And it used to scare our cousins so bad because then you'd think, oh, man, you know, I spend the weekends there. I don't want to go up those stairs anymore thinking that there was, you know, a ghost carrying a candle up there. But um, I told him, I said, well, I had heard that it was that light was down in the meadow. And he said, no, I specifically remember Grandpa saying that they would see it coming from the farmhouse from the meadow while they were in the meadow. So that's kind of spooky. I don't know if you ever experienced that, Dad, because you grew up in that farmhouse, didn't you?
4: So our cousin had seen the light in our grandparents' house. Is that what the story was?
1: No, Grandpa told our cousin that he had seen a light in grandpa's house
0: in his own house in In his his own own house (laughs) so the
1: house was empty he'd go down into the meadow behind the farm and he'd look up at the house and see that light going past that window in the stairwell
4: oh okay
1: even though the house was empty
4: that i had not heard
1: i hadn't either yeah
5: yeah i hadn't heard that at all either so So did, did, did he relate a tamer version not to scare us maybe
1: We're or maybe he house. made it a scarier version just to scare <laughs> our cousin
5: that could be that way too,
1: <laughs> because as you recall our cousin when he was younger used to tell all the grandpa's stories to the kids on his school bus <laughs> yes.
4: and got in trouble and got in trouble
1: <laughs> because the moms would call our aunt his our cousin's mom and say, your son needs to stop telling these stories to our kids because we can't get them to sleep at night. So grandpa actually got into a little bit of trouble for telling our cousin all these stories.
5: And here we are today.
1: Right? here we are sharing them again. Pretty spooky stuff, though, especially because we all spent many years in that farmhouse. Right.
2: But you never had any experiences. I'll
1: tell you what, going upstairs at night in that farmhouse spooked me. Like, I had a tough time.
2: Even as an adult,
1: yeah, it is a little eerie. <laughs> and then to go, like, because once you get to the upper floor, there's another set to go up to the attic. And that's even worse. Like, you don't go up those stairs. Right. I
4: don't. <laughs> and the cellar always scared me, too.
1: I guess really? I, didn't, I never really thought about
4: it. Into the basement, like, the whole left side was always just.
1: Oh, yeah, left. pitch black. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. have to, like, run and veer right real quick into Grandpa's
0: exactly. den. <laughs> Those are pretty good stories, though. Do you have any, Amanda?
4: Well, I don't have a scary story, but I do have one um, kind of along the lines of, I don't know, a few episodes back, you did one that kind of featured, I don't remember what you called it, but it was kind of like angels and blessing. Or what was it? Oh, yeah, angels? the
1: healing. Or, oh, yeah, healing and healing. angels. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Okay, so anyway, I have one more along those lines.
3: Ooh, okay.
1: Uh,
4: That happened to me, to us. Uh, So years ago, oh, it was in 2014. We were living in Wyoming at the time and it was the July 4th weekend. And our son was at mom and dad's house for the weekend. They had asked for him to come and spend the 4th of July with him. And I was very pregnant with my daughter. So anyway, it was just my husband and I at home uh, for the 4th of July. And one of my middle, a a old friend from middle school had invited us over to her house for a cookout and to do fireworks with them. And they lived in Nebraska. They still live in Nebraska. And it was about an hour and a half or two hours from us. So we drove over there, my husband and I in the afternoon and hung out with them for the evening, you know, cooked out, did fireworks with them and everything. And then we still had like a two hour drive home. So probably about 11 or probably about 10 10 30 we left to come to drive home and we were on i-80 and if you've ever been on i-80 somewhere between nebraska and wyoming there is nothing i mean it is pitch black there is nothing around and since it was the fourth of july night there weren't really there was no traffic um And so we're cruising along and I don't even know um, the speed limit is probably, you know, 80, 85 miles per hour through that stretch because there is literally nothing. Um, So we're cruising along and we were in the left lane just because and no traffic, no lights. I mean, I can't tell you how much nothingness is there and we're in the left lane cruising along and just all of a sudden my husband changes lanes into the right lane no reason there's nothing around us but right as we like finished crossing into the right lane uh there were these two huge mule deer in the left lane one of them was a buck and we totally would have just smashed them or they would have smashed us actually but i mean we had no sooner crossed over into the right lane and those two mule deer were there and it was like it just was like it just freaked us out but also we just realized we probably would have been dead if we had hit wow. them you know uh, we were in my car they I'm sure would have come through the windshield um, I was very pregnant with my daughter you know I, I just it's scary to think of what would have happened but the it was just is so crazy because there was no reason for him to switch lanes and he just he's you know said later he said I I just kind of just had a feeling you know I needed to wow. change lanes then and he did and so to me that you know there's no other explanation to me than that god was telling him hey scoot over
1: yeah that's pretty (laughs) neat that's an awesome story
4: yeah yeah Yeah, i mean we were like shaking so bad
1: well i have one kind of similar to that now that you bring it up when um you guys know highway 24 going from colorado springs to the town we grew up in um and how windy it is in the pass that's what we call it right and there's one night my wife heather and i were driving up the pass it was late at night and no one's on the pass you know no one's on the road so you can really go around those turns a little bit quicker and mm-hmm. kind of go over the lines on the lanes you know what i mean because it is very windy
4: oh um, it is fun to do that and too. it is yeah
1: you can really <laughs> right
3: lowell yeah, i the fifth <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh It was just any other you know like any other night just flying up the pass no one's on the road it's late at night and heather says you're going to want to slow down i said what are you talking about she goes slow down now there's going to be deer up ahead and just instinct instinctually i started putting my foot on the brake and slowing down and sure enough as we came around the next sharp turn there were deer right there now you know we were able to avoid them obviously and everything was fine but i asked her i said how did you know that and she goes i don't know i just had a feeling that there were going to be deer around that turn that you needed to slow down oh wow Oh,
2: that's cool cool yeah thank you lord for the yeah. protection right. no
1: kidding those are some feel-good christmas stories good job amanda yeah
0: <laughs> not all scary shape-shifting witches yeah not yet <laughs> not <laughs> that's yet no
3: what i thought you would no
0: it is <laughs> Good
3: job.
1: Good job, mom. You're doing fine too. Well, well, we're gonna get another one star rating.
0: (laughs) But speaking of scary shape-shifting witches, do you have any more?
2: I have a jumping witch story. Jumping witch. So when we were back visiting, I asked my dad about this story and uh, you know, the person who relayed it. And I have a great uncle who I asked my dad if it was true that he would do exorcisms and my dad's like, oh, I, I died over. No, he didn't do that, but he did do, he did, he did chase the devil out of people. he said,
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought, well, it's kind of the same thing, but there was once, there's two stories. The second one, I don't remember real well, but I'll try to relate it. But the, the story that um, dad did say was told is um, my uncle was my, he was my great uncle. So he's my, he was my grandfather's brother. He would get called every now and then by people to, you know, help them out when they had weird situations, things that they didn't understand and were out of their control. And he told the story about this lady who called him, who had a little girl and um, this little girl would go visit her next door neighbor, an older, an old, an old, an old woman. I don't know that she was ancient, but she was an old woman, probably like a grandma or something. And um, um, she would, the little girl would go visit this next door neighbor. And when she came back, all she did was cry. She just cried nonstop. And the lady, the mother didn't know what to do. Didn't know, you know, the girl was fine. She took her to doctors. There was nothing wrong. Um, So she called my great uncle in. And um, I don't know exactly what he did or wh- how this came about. I don't know it at all, but it came about that he told the mother not to let the little girl go over and visit that lady anymore because she is a witch and to get rid of everything that that lady gave to the little girl. So the mother did and didn't let the little girl go over anymore. And what's very common back in the the area there is um, hedges and you know, made out of shrubbery of different kinds. And sometimes the hedges are short. Sometimes they're taller, but apparently these hedges were pretty tall. I'm taking maybe four or five feet tall around the woman's house. So the the neighbor, the old lady came over and wanted to have the little girl come back over. And the mother said, no, she was no longer allowed to come over. And the old lady got very angry about this. And when she left the home, she jumped back and forth over that hedge on the way down to her house next door. So this old lady's jumping a hedge that's at least four feet, maybe five feet tall, um, back and forth over the hedge.
1: Now, when you say jumping over the hedge, did it was like like hopping back and forth. Like it wasn't taking a running start, jumping over one side, getting her no. feeding about her, no. running back over and, and jumping. It was... Like boing, 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 back and forth like a cartoon, yes. right?
2: Yes. Yeah, like like yeah, back and forth like that over the hedge.
1: Good grief. Athletes can't do that, let alone a little old lady.
2: Well, no kidding. That's what's so spooky about it. <laughs> but so, apparently the, the little girl did, you know, it did um she did get oh no longer was crying and things went wow. back to normal.
1: Can you imagine living next door to that lady <laughs> after that? That'd be so awkward.
0: Yeah, no, no kidding. <laughs>
1: No, so
4: no. I, I actually remember hearing that story now that you've told it again, but I always, when I was a kid in my mind, pictured the hedges like 10 feet tall. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa,
0: that's great. There were They were castle walls with a moat.
2: <laughs> you know, I honestly don't know how tall the hedges are, but I know it was tall enough. That it was quite a feat that she would be jumping over them. Yeah. You know, but you know, as kids that's always a <laughs> Well,
4: I'm sure I'm sure 4 feet is more realistic than 10 feet. But in my but mind s- always,
3: But
1: still, know. that's you can't do that. Like <laughs> right. I can't even climb over a 4 foot hedge, you know what I mean? <laughs> I right. I'd, I'd have trouble falling through a 4 foot hedge. <laughs> I wonder if that's where they get the term hopping mad.
2: Oh, that's a good one. How funny. Right. Okay.
1: Anyways, you said there were two stories, mom?
2: Well, there was another story about a college student. And from what I can remember, every time she went into the college cafeteria, the lights would just swing back and forth and back and forth. And the other kids were afraid to come in or afraid to be there when she was there. Now she wasn't a witch or anything, but she didn't know what was going on. So I don't know if she asked, asked for help from my uncle. Or how it came about that he helped her. But it was discovered that she would use the Ouija board. Hmm. Every day she would use the Ouija board for something. And he told her that she needed needed to burn the Ouija board and get rid of it. Because something was hanging around with her that was creating this problem.
0: Do you know much about about your uncle like did he do that almost like full-time or was it just kind of something
2: well i don't he was a full-time preacher
0: was he okay yeah he
2: was a full-time preacher and he had a church but he also did that often
0: okay for people yes Okay. so
2: the word had gotten out that that's kind of what he did he was able to do that i see as my dad said he got the got the devil out of people
1: (laughs) (laughs) well how many that's what three generations from us
0: right right when did ouija boards come out well they've been out since the at least the 1800s really yeah back in like the spiritual movement they were called talking boards and they're actually that's true i guess Um, that's true
1: well you know the story about ouija boards like the people that invented it to sell it as a game they asked what they they asked the board what they should call it and it spelled out ouija that's why it's the ouija board yeah
0: yeah i heard that i forget where
1: but yeah i heard about that but there you go again with these entities whatever they are like in that case it sounds demonic but like having an effect on electronics we talk about that all the time too
3: Mm -hmm. from ghosts to
1: ufos to
0: bigfoot to it all seems to somehow manipulate energy right yeah some sort of I don't know. Something it puts off in its presence, I guess. Some sort I guess. Of... Or it drains. I wonder if it's pulling from that. Hey, I mean, this is
1: like, that sounds like Carrie. You know, in that, in that, the Stephen King book where the girl is like, has like telepathy or something. Not, I don't know what it is. Telekinesis or something like that where oh, okay. she can control things that. with her mind, right? And then yeah. everyone bullies her or whatever. But that sounds like, like a Carrie, like a Stephen King book. Hmm. So I wonder if he yeah. was inspired by anything strange like that. But this, oh. not, this is a hitchhiker. It's not like she was doing it on purpose. This is something right, attached yeah. to her right.
2: doing and she, it, and she thought the Ouija board was, you know, a, an innocent thing. Well, we all did. I had, I didn't have one. My aunt had one, but we played it when we were kids. Well, oh she, wow! She brought that, it out, you know, a time or two, when we were at my grandparents' house and. We, you know, they, we demonstrate it and try it. And we thought it was just a cool thing.
1: Did it ever work for you?
2: You know, who knows? I mean, like I was pretty young, you know, and, and we'd see it working and it always amazed us, you know, but then we'd, Oh, you pushed it. You pushed it. I did not push no. it. You know?
0: <laughs> Never like levitated and started spinning or anything. No, no. Got oh. the answers to like the future. <laughs> yeah, no,
2: you know, but you know, like I said, we, we used it. We thought it was an innocent thing. Yeah,
1: I get because well, back then you're not really taught much else.
0: That's pretty creepy, though. So oh, it does run in the family, right? The, the strange. Well, yeah, I was just asking because I know there was a lot of like the powwow doctors and stuff
2: mm-hmm.
0: back. Oh, is that what he was like a powwow doctor?
2: No, no, he was a preacher, but he did, um, he did get the devil out of people. Hmm. So you know they really. Like my grandmother and and you know, your grandmother, they they believed in all that oh, stuff, yeah. you know, in um you know, in the power of the of the enemy and mm-hmm. um they had they had no doubt about it at all. It's true. They did I, not doubt it at all. They I knew don't it think, was there.
1: I don't think it was as sneaky then. You know what I mean? Like one thing we just we've talked about, it. I don't know if we've mentioned it on air before, but all the the roofs or the coverings of covered porches out here the roofs are painted blue including ours here and even on our old farm the old family farm not on dad's side but on mom's side they're all painted like a sky blue and that was to keep witches off your front porch cuz it would confuse them so there's always been like a an strange superstition around here that seems to linger you know what i mean it it's like superstition becomes tradition right yeah. but but back then, it was so obvious that, you know, I remember hearing stories of our, what would it be, great, great grandfather. I talked to our, our great uncle about him, and he said, oh, he was a rough man. One thing I do remember was he was very superstitious. He would walk around the barn backwards with salt, spreading salt to keep the demons away. So it's it was a different time, you know.
2: Yeah. Well, and they they believed it, you know, and and uh, probably with for good reason. On some mm-hmm. cases,
0: mm-hmm. do you guys remember that Manda Lowell? No, I don't. I don't remember the the walking around with the salt, walking around the barn backwards with the salt at all. I didn't know yeah. if you'd ever heard any stories about it. I heard about the blue porch. Okay. Um,
4: well, grand and I, I I thought Grandma and Grandpa's front porch ceiling was blue. It is oh okay that's
1: what I mean and ours is too here at our house is that it was just kind of an odd thing that you just notice that they're all blue all covered porches roofs are blue underneath there was a reason to it
4: that's pretty interesting Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and our
1: house is old The one I live in now I mean it was built Mm -hmm. 1925 so it only makes sense that 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 superstition was still kind of rampant to
4: yeah
1: be painting Paint it bloom now whether it works or not i have no idea i'm assuming it works because i haven't seen any witches at my front door right <laughs> but that might just be ficious reasoning
0: there's a lot of a lot of superstition that goes on back there because there's still like even like the hex signs and all that stuff i know we've mentioned those probably countless times mm-hmm. on the show now how they would paint certain star symbols um, either on a new barn for like good luck, but also we talked about how they paint them on their wagons to keep to keep the dog man or the hexen wolves away from so their logging so. work. Mm-hmm. So, and that's still tradition, right? Yeah, they're still painting them now. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it's—I don't know if it's more of a culture thing, just to have mm-hmm. the symbols around, or if they're actually doing it, like you say, tradition. Or I—I I, I think it is more
1: so tradition because our great uncle yeah. that owns that farm now has asked i think he asked our cousin and he's also asked my wife to paint a hex sign to put on the barn oh really just, just because you know not because yeah. he believes it. i don't know what his beliefs are but just just because just, just because of tradition. the tradition
0: yeah. yeah yeah well even even where i live now there's a there's a strong influence of pennsylvania dutch that moved down into the kentucky side where I live and there's certain small towns you drive around and there's houses with the hex signs on them out here.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: There's even a small town that has it on their, their post office. Oh, wow. Oh, That's or, pretty Yeah. Cool. Or uh, it's a city building. I don't, maybe not the post office, but it's a city building. It has a, it has an intricate hex sign on it. Wow! If you go to Washington DC, all the city buildings have pentagrams. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's
1: I don't, I mean, I think it's neat now does it work i mean they had to believe in the power of it
0: right it's a lot of work for for something for that nothing, doesn't work for decoration yeah and yeah. it,
1: and if it didn't work then a lot of people wouldn't have done it so yeah. it i i mean i have no other explanation besides that it worked why i have no idea right well it's Maybe. been going on for hundreds of years probably yeah i guess so well, that's something. the next thing we'll add to my house to keep the hexen wolves away blue roof for witches check hex sign for hex and wolves that's i'll commission my wife to do that speaking of that farm though mom i know that that great grandma our great grandma your grandma i don't know amanda lowell if you guys ever got freaked out about the upstairs of that farm
4: I only had been up there a few times, but yes, I was aware that there was supposedly a
2: ghost up there. Well, Grandma, by the time they lived there, it was just her and my grandfather. So I think, no, my aunt my aunt was still at home and she had one of the bedrooms up there. But Grandma had a rocking chair in one of the bedrooms and a sewing machine. And there would be times when she would hear the chair rocking. Um, back and forth and or she would hear the sewing machine running and she knew nobody was up there um but she always called him oh that's just george he's Mm -hmm. the resident ghost
1: we've talked about that before i would i remember hearing stuff and i would ask grandma what's that noise from oh that's just george don't worry about it that's just george the ghost like he was just like a like a roommate
0: (laughs) Bad he doesn't pay rent
3: yeah
0: (laughs) bum ghost get a job (laughs) Yeah, see, I'd never heard that. I didn't know about that till long, till, I don't know, just several years ago. Like, I didn't know about Oh, that. really? Yeah. Did, it, there did there the, was...
1: the upstairs spook you out, though? I always remember. I don't
0: I don't even ever remember being up there, honestly.
1: I think I was only ever up there once, but I just remember, like, walking past the stairs and being like, nope, not going up there.
4: Kind of yeah, like the I stairs remember. up to
1: the attic and and the Blauke farm. Right.
4: <laughs> now, Mom... Don't you have some stories and some things happen to you at the house where your mom used, like, lived just previously? I'm not sure what you
1: mean. Good one, Amanda.
4: Not the house they're in now, the house they moved from. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, there was a story there. Um, Mama, My mom used to tell the story of how she would um, get home from where she worked night shift. And she'd get home from work in the morning and all the cupboard doors would be open. And she'd say something to her husband.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I've just never heard these before.
2: Now, that
4: sounds like a husband thing to do because that happens in my house and I know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, he'd always deny it. Or she'd come home from work in the morning and the chairs would be away from the table. And she'd ask him who was visiting last night. And he'd say, well, nobody was here. You know, and she'd say, well, why are the chairs away from the table? You know, and she'd push them back in. But I never thought too much of it. But one time I was there by myself, my mom and stepdad had gone out to the store and um, I took a shower. Their shower was in the basement. The the bathroom upstairs had a shower, but they really didn't use it. They used the one in the basement. Um, So I took a shower and I was coming up. I went upstairs and I was getting ready in the bedroom that we stayed in, I was getting dressed and I heard them come walking up the basement steps. Sometimes they did that. If they went to the store, they'd come in that door and come up the steps. I'm sorry. It wasn't the basement steps. I heard them walking up the outside steps coming into the house from the outside, uh, the back of the house,
1: Mm -hmm. up the porch, the back porch steps. They had a bunch of wooden creaky porch steps there.
2: Yes. So I quickly got dressed And went out to help them because I knew they had bags to carry. And I got out there and nobody was there. And I thought, oh, maybe they went back out to the car. So I went down the steps to go out and their car wasn't even there. So I said something to my mom about it, you know, and she's like, oh, that's just
5: (laughs) (laughs) George.
2: She was kind of surprised because I guess they hadn't had anything happening but it very much, you know, if you know, guys, you know how the sounds coming up wooden steps, especially if, if you're carrying something, you tend to stomp a little harder. Mm-hmm. But Ooh. there was definitely sounding like the sound like mm-hmm. someone was coming up their back steps. Then I got a little creeped out because I was there by myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, their
4: bass always creeped me out, too. <laughs> oh, you must so you never had, had to sleep down there? <laughs> I don't like basses.
1: <laughs> you never had to sleep down there after Pat? put those beds down there no
4: and... no i know
1: oh man the last two times before obviously before i was married when i was still living with mom and dad that we came out i had to sleep down there by myself
4: oh by yourself no mm-hmm. i would have slept on the living room floor before i would have done that <laughs> <laughs> you knew.
0: harrison doesn't have a problem with the basement so he yeah clearly the i'm in out one. Out one
1: well in the that's park. true
3: yes <laughs> I
1: mean, you should see the spiders I get in here. Well, there's only been one. The other ones, have, I'm assuming, have hidden since they lost their comrade and they're plotting revenge.
0: It's, it's addicts for Harrison and it's sellers for Amanda.
1: And it's everything else for you, Lowell.
0: It's, yeah, every, it's both for me. I just stay right on the... I want to hear the story about when you guys were kids
5: and Amanda was in the kitchen and got that mysterious phone call. Something <laughs> about caramels. Who remembers that story? I, I think Lovell probably
4: remembers well, that one. Fine, I have some ammo too, so
0: go ahead and talk that. All right, well, I will tell this story. So Amanda bought some caramels because she wanted to make caramel apples with your friends for like Halloween, I think it was, wasn't it? But you bought <laughs> them in like a month beforehand
4: they were on
0: sale (laughs) (laughs) so you you purchased them and you made sure to tell everybody not to even open the bag that these bags were this bag was for caramel apples nobody better touch it nobody better open it and you put them i think you put them in the cabinet above the refrigerator put them somewhere and left them so i don't know if you left for work or something else um and then there was this instigator dad who gave me the idea (laughs) the truth comes out (laughs) (laughs) mom has all these uh decorative tins above the cabinets so he's like why don't you take them out and just hide them in the tin that way when she goes to find them they'll be gone and she'll get mad thinking we ate them all so i hid them in the tin and weeks and weeks go by and they got stale but it, it was time for amanda and her friends to make caramel apples i think you had a couple of friends over and you got apples and you're getting ready and you open up the door and you're like where are the caramels the caramels are gone where are the caramels and at the time before cell phones we had two phone lines in the house and dad's like you should go back to the other phone line and call the house phone and tell try and disguise your voice and tell amanda where the caramels are (laughs)
2: Because she was getting pretty mad at this point, <laughs> yeah, she, she was
0: pretty upset, thinking like Dad had thought that we had ate all the caramels that she was saving. <laughs> so I go back and I called and I tried to do a really bad accent about where the caramels were, and I told her, and I hear, "You got
2: to do it. You got to." I know. Come on, that. man.
0: I said something like "Z carnivals are in Z tin." <laughs> that is pretty bad. You're being it's, oh, it was terrible. <laughs> so, so, the, so the phone rang, and Amanda picked it up and answered it, and that's all she heard, right? Right, that's, that's all I said okay. right away because I could hear her through. I was on the same level. I could just hear her. So I said that. I don't think she heard, understood me the first time, right? I don't know, but she. You like freaked out. I, at one point, Amanda like got really mad. Like freaked out. How does he know where the caramels are? How does he know <laughs> what we're talking about? Oh my gosh. Oh, my... And she just stopped. And then she waited a second. She goes, whoa, whoa. Oh, God, <laughs> <I'm running laughs> oh yes. I
1: have to ask, how do you flaunt caramels for like three weeks? Do you just keep <laughs> like opening the cupboard and showing everyone that you have caramels.
4: <laughs> I don't think I was flaunting it. I think I was just, these are here. Don't eat them. I, I, yeah I think I don't think I would.
0: yeah yeah because it because they put them in the tin and I almost forgot about them at that point because I was a lot younger you know it was just it was a few weeks before you were going to use them
2: so obviously dad was ha- plotting and planning <laughs> this, this whole time I don't think so <laughs> since it was his idea to do it to begin with
0: Oh, well, not exactly a scary story but it's <laughs> Freaked Amanda out for a little bit there. <laughs>
5: well,
4: out. it probably, was probably good payback because I kind of made it my life mission there for a while <laughs> to scare you every chance I got.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then I, I passed that down to Harrison because <laughs> yeah. I was at him. So that's where you learned it
1: from.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I well, and the thing with Lowell is you were always in your own little world. And so you were often not really paying attention to what was going on. (laughs) (laughs) It was so easy to scare you. I remember one time we used to have, we used to share a bunk bed. Um, You know, when we were little, we like shared a room and shared a bunk bed and I slept on the top bunk and I used to (laughs) remember waking you up. By like hanging down over the bunk and having my hair like hanging down <laughs> and making you know weird voices, <laughs> wake up and just see this like you know hair <laughs> hanging in your face. <laughs> I'm sure I did that a few times one time I remember um get you know I would get up before you uh on school mornings and go shower or whatever, and I came in one time to wake you up after I had was through in the bathroom and I had, like, my towel over my face. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Making a weird voice. (laughs) Like a witch-sounding voice. And, yeah, poor Lowell. (laughs) But then, then, Dad started getting in on it.
0: (laughs) Her Buddy Wonders why I'm so jumpy anymore.
4: (laughs) (laughs) One time, I remember Dad, like, hiding against the wall as you came out of a room or out of the bathroom or something. And he kind of startled you. (laughs) You ran straight ahead into the next wall. And we we're trying to climb.
5: I, I don't remember that.
4: Oh, I remember that. It was pretty funny. We had fun of Lowell for a while that he was trying to climb the wall. But then, even the dog got in on it after a while because I remember she hid in the in the shower one oh, time. Oh man. Actually, no. She used to hide in the shower quite a bit. But one time, you went into the bathroom, and we, <laughs> we heard you all of a sudden just scream, <laughs> like, "Oh, Frosty!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She had come out of the
0: shower. <laughs> well, she would she would hide in there when it would from the thunder. She would hide right. Yeah. So then you'd. You'd go into shower, you know, kind of off in your own little world, and you turn the water on to warm up, and all of a sudden, you hear, like, her claws on the on the tub, <laughs> clawing around, and this black blur comes shooting out from behind the black furry <laughs> <And> blur. Dog <laughs> man! Dog man in the shower!
1: Yeah, now I know why we are the way we are. Right. Oh, well. We if it, If it wasn't for all that, we wouldn't be where we are now, doing right. what we do. Solving uh, all the world's mysteries.
2: <laughs> there is the story of your other great, of your great aunt, also a couple of stories. Ooh, that,
0: that yeah. those are good ones. Yeah, <clears throat> I was going to ask about those too.
2: Yeah, so this is a great aunt, my grandmother's sister, and she was always. We were always told she was kind of sensitive to spiritual things, not necessarily always good stuff, but.
1: Well, she was born. She was veil. born
2: with what they called a veil over her face. And in the superstition, probably what that was with some of the, the um, amniotic, amniotic sac, sac was over her face when she was born. So they always said that when she was born with a veil over her face. And they actually, they would keep those things, hmm. you know. <laughs> um, So I don't know if she still had it when she died. She probably did because they would keep them because it meant it had some significance to it
1: what do you do with that
2: Uh, you put it in a little box wrapped in wrapped in dainty tissue paper or something and
0: (laughs) a very good conversation starter (laughs) just (laughs) nail it to the wall (laughs) (laughs) hang it over the fireplace
2: (laughs) but she wouldn't go down in the basement of the house she grew up in
1: well real quick mom you didn't say what that meant the the sack being born so so if you're born with a veil wasn't that something Like, there was some superstition about that, right?
2: There was, but I don't know that I know what it is.
1: I thought I'd heard that it meant um, literally, like, they could see stuff, like, seers. Or sensitive, like you said. I thought I'd heard that.
2: Okay. Well, I, I don't know that I heard that she could see things. Well, I guess she did see things and sense things, you know, but she was sensitive to stuff. So, I don't know that I can say that there was anything specific But she, you know, would not go down the basement steps because every time she did, she'd get to a certain point and something would reach out and grab her ankles.
1: From behind the steps.
2: Yeah, from underneath the steps. So, you know, back there, the basement steps aren't real steps. They're just a slab of wood,
3: Mm -hmm. you
2: know, so there's just like yours are, Harrison. There's no backing to them or anything like that. And usually they're kind of against the wall or in a corner, you know, that there's nothing underneath there, you know, except dark so yeah (laughs) and she would feel
1: a hand grab her ankle as she got down there
2: she would feel something reach out and grab her ankles so she wouldn't at only at a certain point at the steps a certain certain step down and then another time she was outside and they had um grape arbors which you could walk underneath them so they grew the grapes so that you could just they they would grow underneath you know you just reach up and pick them off and she was out in the grape arbor and this huge white bird came flying in the grape arbor towards her and over her and of course scared her you know yeah. so she wouldn't go in the grape arbor anymore
1: well it's huge like thunderbird like what dad saw
2: i don't know all i heard was it was a huge white bird hmm. and ca- like came at her under in there
1: oh it went after her
2: well like came flew in there and came towards her and flew over okay her. Yes. i see yeah. wow okay. good yeah. grief
1: Yeah. I wouldn't go back out there either. Wasn't there something weird about her basement besides her getting (laughs) grabbed? Like that she had a dream or something about the basement and she went to a a
2: treasure in there. Yeah. Yeah, And she
1: went to a psychic because of it. Yeah. And Um, the psychic. Well, go ahead. You tell it.
2: Well, I don't know. You might probably have to fill in a little bit, but yeah, she went to a, they didn't call them psychics. They called them palm readers um, and, and uh, you know, wanted to know why. I don't know why she specifically went there. But they told her that there was a treasure buried in that basement. And she was the only one who could find it and get it and dig it up. But there was also something that was keeping her from going down there to do that.
1: Oh, okay. oh wow. It's almost like the hands were uh, keeping <laughs> her, spooking her out so she wouldn't go down there to find it. Yep. Well, there you go, Amanda. Now you have a reason to be afraid of the basement. And you
2: know
4: what? I was thinking, I probably... Heard that story as a kid.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's a, why.
4: That may have caused me to have my. Well, and then I also, I think, you, I think we used to hide under this, this stairs yeah. in our house. because <laughs> yeah, like, we had the same
1: thing where there was no backing <laughs> on our stairs. We just,
4: like, not necessarily grabbing each other's ankles, but you know, kind of because that yeah. that would that was you would make somebody fall
1: you know that's why lowell and i took to jumping down the whole flight of (laughs) stairs because uh, jokes on you i might have a broken ankle but you didn't get me and scare
0: me no didn't she see a red ball bouncing in a field or something like a giant like house sized red ball bouncing
1: see i thought i remembered that story too
2: i don't remember so you guys there may be it seems vaguely vague vaguely familiar to me but you guys go ahead and tell it
0: that's that's all i know like she was just out outside looking out across the field it's all like i in my mind i picture like a giant house-sized red like kickball bouncing mm-hmm. across the field which is so strange yeah it's that it, and that one always stuck with me because it's so bizarre yeah there's no rhyme or reason to it so i don't know
1: well, I've heard that people still see weird stuff in that uh, general area of that farm. I've heard, you know, some relatives of ours that have driven past that farm late at night after work or on their way to work and seeing like a shadow person standing alongside the road and quick looking in the rearview mirror and they're gone. But definitely seeing something there, like right in front of that farmhouse that, yeah. that Nora grew up hmm. in.
0: Pretty interesting. I don't know. I
1: always remember those Nora stories and uh, I talking to people out here that they'd always say there's something different about Nora. Cause what did you speaking of, since it is a Christmas episode, mom, and speaking of Nora, why don't you tell that, that story of her that ended up being in the newspaper. We all have a, a copy of that newspaper from grandpa.
2: Oh, okay. Well, she was quite a character. Of course, all of the folks growing up in those eras were strong, resilient people. And some of them had a little bit more to them than others. And Nora was certainly one of those. It was, uh, excuse me, it was winter and there was a big blizzard and they were having a church service. And um, I guess the pastor thought, you know, he's going to, he's not going to, you know, he's just going to cancel because nobody will come when he started hearing these bells. And here Nora had hitched up the horses to a sleigh and she went around to different people's homes and <laughs> packed them up in the sleigh and rode that drove that sleigh all the way up to the church for people to get there
1: <laughs> in this in a whiteout blizzard
2: in a whiteout blizzard. Yep. And there, they actually did write an article about it. Um, mm-hmm. I wish I had it in front of me. I could.
1: Yeah. You know, I didn't think to grab the copy I have either, but
2: do a more, a couple more details about it. But, um, and then there's pictures, you know, of my great grandfather and dad's grandfather and and even nora you know standing on the backs of horses
3: mm-hmm. you
2: know just standing there but one thing that dad pointed out was his grandfather when he's standing on the all the others we have pictures they're holding on to a rein or something but his dad and his grandfather's just standing there with his arms crossed oh. on the horse, not holding on to anything
1: <laughs> well nora is in high heels in that picture too so i'd be impressed if your grandpa dad had high heels on too
0: <laughs> the the balance certainly didn't get passed down to me cuz <laughs> 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 the uh, uh interest in the supernatural might have but the balance that that went somewhere else cuz it it runs in our
1: blood level. I mean I know. it's the whole nature versus nurture. I think you and I got it a little bit of both.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's that's the cause. Is it I mean, it's the same thing we talk about with witnesses too. Mm-hmm. Do they see something and then look into it? Or do they see something because they're looking into it, or do they look into it because they're seeing something? Mm-hmm. Which came are, first. Right. Are they are they destined to see something because they're special or they do they become special when they see something and then they Mm -hmm. see more It's strange because you know there's a lot of people
1: that just will not believe in this stuff which is fine everyone has their own opinion on stuff but it's so hard for me to put my mind in that into not believing in this stuff so i can't it's hard for me to imagine someone that can't believe in this stuff. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. again, it's their opinion. I'm not coming down on anyone that doesn't believe in this stuff. But it's hard for me to put myself in that person's shoes because I've always, as far back as I can remember, I have believed in this stuff. And it's probably because of these stories that we heard growing up, that it just kind of paved a way in our imagination to to accept it almost as reality, even though maybe sometimes especially Grandpa Blau. Stories were fabricated a little bit just to scare us by the campfire. (laughs) Do you have any more stories,
5: Dad? I have one. It's not real scary or spooky, but it's kind of mysterious. That happened to myself and and my two brothers and my dad. Shortly after we moved to Colorado, they came out to go hunting with me for deer. And uh, we had spent the beginning of the week hunting down near Gunnison. Then we came back to the house and hunted closer to the house. And one day we were out four of us. We had a full-size Bronco. We drove over to Buena Vista. And we were driving around in the mountain over there, just kind of exploring and looking for places we might want to hunt. And we found this uh, forest service road and started driving on it and soon realized it was a, an old uh, railroad bed because it was flat and easy curves. And it. it was going along the side hilling along a ridge. We drove in there maybe about a Two miles mile and a half two miles and we there was nobody else around no cars nothing we passed this woman walking along the road there and she was in a long my brother said it was a white dress i don't remember but it was a long dress not modern style but right out of the 1800s right she was walking along the railroad bed we slowly went past her i was driving i didn't really look at her much but my brother said As we went past, she never looked over and acknowledged us. She just kept walking with purpose, facing forward, right? And we hadn't gone but, what, maybe 20 feet. And this man stepped out like he was hidden from view behind a rock. So he came in from view, almost like he stepped out from behind a rock. And he was dressed in dark clothing and had a not a cowboy hat, but a a wide-brimmed hat on. And we drove past him, and it was so weird because it looked like 1800s style dress it was not modern style dress and it wasn't hikers or anything like that and we drove a little further my i remember thinking i thought what in the world what are they doing out there there's no vehicles no houses we're out in the mountains i thought oh i wonder if there's a a movie set up uh, up ahead of us here and they're filming some movie on location you know i was expected to come around a turn and see cameras and microphones and people in chairs and vehicles and we never saw anything we got drove up that railroad bed to a ravine and there was had been a, the railroad tracks had gone across the ravine on a wooden trussle and that wooden trussle had disintegrated you could still see some of the the remnants of it in the ravine there but the road stopped there obviously so we couldn't go any further we got out and glanced around a little bit looking for animals and we might have been there 10 or 15 minutes got back in the vehicle and turned around and started driving back out and we were talking about having seen those two people, and we looked for them, but we never saw them on the way back out through. So it was kind of weird. I don't know, could have been ghosts. They didn't look like ghosts. They looked like somebody out of the 1800s, weird. just walking on the road there. Yeah,
4: really That's really weird.
5: Now that railroad bed goes towards Buena Vista, and there was a federal penitentiary from the like post-Civil War, at okay. least. Wow, at Buena Vista, and you know, they would send people that were convicted in the the territory or in the area, they would probably get sent to that federal penitentiary by railroad. Okay, so you have 1800s prison down in there, you got 1800s railroad, and 1800s people wearing attire from that Hmm. period. Yeah, that's true. It was kind of spooky. That
1: is, man, you never told us that story.
5: Oh, yeah, I just made it up. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so what did your what did the rest of the i mean your brothers and grandpa
5: think well we didn't know it we we it was weird the thing that stood out the most is they were out there all by themselves and they were dressed <clears throat> in old period clothing yeah neat and tidy and clean it wasn't like they were walking had been walking behind a wagon train all dusty and dirty with with a, a woman with a bonnet over her head or anything like that. It was more, I wouldn't say formal attire, but it wasn't everyday attire. And uh, they were totally out of place there.
0: It was weird. I mean, this would be later in the year, too, if you're hunting deer. It was in oh. the—it would have been October, and it was probably like 1990. I'm just saying, it's not like you'd be out for a casual walk in the mountains. Well, the weather was, so... it wasn't bad weather. Okay. I mean,
5: you know, jacket weather oh okay
1: but who does that though like hey let's go for a brisk walk along the railroad hang on let me get my 1800s dress on right
5: well oh, so yeah, you but...
4: haven't seen any vehicle or anything like that that they were because yeah. my thought was well maybe they were out like having portraits taken you know or something yeah, like no that. there was no but... cars
5: anywhere along that road hmm. and no houses nothing no other roads coming in or out of it it was just that railroad bed section that ended
0: at the ravine so I, how far down the trail did you see him? Was it a few miles in? It was probably like a mile and a half or two miles in, yeah. And then we went
5: maybe another mile or two till to, to we got to the end.
0: Pretty eerie. That's, that is eerie. That'd be about the only thing I could think of as a ghost, but it's, I mean, you yeah, have the, the woman in white, which is two shows on its own, but then further down you have just a man. It's, I don't know. It sounds residual. It does. It sounds
1: like the random Native American in your basement in the middle of New York. You know these stories that you hear that just don't make any sense, but people experience it like a residual. Like you stumbled, you just happened to cross that part. I don't even know how to how to explain that idea. You know, but mm -hmm, that point in time that that split in time that ley line. I don't know where I don't know. things just lined up perfectly, where a quick little
0: glitch happens. Maybe, maybe they, they time slipped.
5: Oh yeah. And what we're if you guys
0: by the train and they time slipped into, into the 1800s. Present time? No, they time slipped the 1800s couple time slipped oh, into the okay. 1900s and then back. And then they're telling all their friends about a weird gray, dragon horseless. Yeah. yeah horseless carriage <laughs> spaceship that they saw passing them. oh that'd be weird it was a chariot just like ezekiel it had flaming
5: <laughs> wheels
2: these weird portions inside. <laughs> weird <laughs> yeah. well were they were they close together the man and the woman they weren't
5: walking side by side but they were you know oh, wow. 20 feet apart so close they, enough you would they hear. were together they could see each other they were together but they weren't side by side holding hands or anything like that yeah how odd that is odd see mom and dad
1: save all the good stories for silver pilled almost like they knew we were destined to do this because we haven't heard these stories
0: (laughs) i know saving them from years and years we'll need them someday (laughs) that's fine i'm glad they're sharing them here so thank you everybody yeah mom, dad amanda for coming on and sharing your experiences your inputs Funny stories about us as well, mostly you, to be fair. Mostly me, yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: guys, we love to having you on. We'll have to do this again. So start having weird stuff happen to you, so we have something to talk about for next Christmas.
2: Yeah, I don't think so.
0: I think Amanda needs to go out and start visiting some haunted houses. I was going to say, I'm getting Amanda a Ouija board for Christmas. Just <laughs> <Dude. so.
4: laughs> I did hear about, or actually, I read not too long ago about like a these like strange lights that supposedly happen in our area um, there's lights in your area. So about half a mile from me going east is a river. And supposedly, I, I, I think I read this in an article or something. Supposedly like when it's foggy at night, there's like people have seen like blue lights, like rising up from the river. Oh, so, weird. Yeah, but I don't ever, I go that direction during the day, but I don't have any reason, or I haven't had any reason to go that direction at night. So
3: well, it's
1: will on
4: a foggy night, so I don't know. But
1: I think you just got a reason to do it, Amanda, right? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. But I, I thought that was interesting. This is a very old area. You know, I'm in the south, so this is, uh, there were plantations and everything in this area. That's, that's only sad. the only one I've read about, or that's this close to me you know like i said about half a mile away
1: that's just a quick walk on a foggy night right (laughs) you like to jog
0: why don't you go jog down
1: there some foggy night for us
0: (laughs) bring bring cameras we want pictures too yeah absolutely just live stream it to us oh we should just (laughs) facetime
1: the whole thing
0: (laughs) right that's awesome though i didn't know you had spook lights in your area
4: supposedly yeah i don't know although hair you have a lot of There's a couple of different supposedly haunted places I know about around. Well, one in particular, I just actually read an article on it not too long ago.
1: There's some places I've been wanting to visit. Heather and I just had a date and she kept saying, well, you know, you pick, you pick. So, okay. Let's go explore haunted buildings. Just no, we're not doing that. And I said, well, that don't ask me what. (laughs) <laughs> you want to do i really don't care then you know so we went antique shopping but um there are some places around here we have a old furnace area where they where they. i think it was a coal furnace and there's a notorious story of a, a black dog there mm. a, a black dog that haunts that area so i thought that'd be fun i mean the problem is is these places are a little touristy so to go and do what i want to do would kind of defeat the purpose of doing it you know what i mean like You'd have to buy a tour and nothing's going to happen, you know.
4: So one place is a restaurant. Take her there on a date. I've eaten there.
1: there. (laughs) Okay. There you go. Well, we ate at an alleged haunted restaurant. When we first moved out here, I think she was still pregnant with with our baby now. So it was over a year and a half ago. No, I don't remember. Anyways... And of course, nothing happened, but it's a very popular restaurant. So when we went, it's a military restaurant, you know, it's real close to a military base. Mm Probably
4: talking about the same
1: one. Yeah. So there was a lot of people there. It's not like, you know, I'd have to go on like a Tuesday night, you know what I mean? And and try to talk to the the staff and see what's going on, you know. To go on a Friday night for a date night, it would be a good idea with all the military guys there. I'm like, okay, everyone, quiet down. (laughs) Okay, we're going to do an EVP session.
2: (laughs) Well, that restaurant is right down the road from where Dad grew up.
1: Right, yeah. And it's on the same road
2: where Dad's
1: brothers had a weird story that they told me. They were walking down this road, and I believe it was before the road was paved. Did they tell you this story, Dad? okay okay well go ahead
5: and tell it dad my brother said they were young kids you know (laughs) less than 10 maybe like early teens or 10 or so and they were hiding along the side of the road It's a two-lane country road very little traffic and i guess they were there hiding in the up on the bank doing mischievous stuff as cars went by let me just put that way (laughs) (laughs) and during the lag time they were sitting there and they heard a horse the sound of horses hooves running down the road right past them and it was dark but they all looked nobody saw an animal all they heard was the noise go by a clop clop of hooves on that road but nothing was ever there correct yeah that's what they said so horse. well that area is that road is very old from probably early to mid 1700s mm. and that that restaurant you're talking about used to be a tavern back in the Mid seventeen hundreds. Oh, so you know, George Washington probably had a beer there. Yeah. Oh, maybe.
1: Well, I know our great grandfather blew a hole in the roof there with a shotgun one New Year's <laughs> <laughs> night. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: You didn't hear I that think... story, Dad? I was <laughs> the hole is was... still there. Yeah, they said I don't think it is. I looked when I was there, but apparently one night when he was there, you know, partying for New Year's Eve or whatever, he had a few too many and Right at the stroke of midnight, he went out with a double barrel shotgun and shot into the air, but he didn't realize that he was still underneath the covered porch and blew a hole through the roof.
2: <laughs> well, there's another story Uncle Tom told us, told you the other night. What well, told me? Yeah. Well, he or he, he said something to me about it. You guys, said he was at their house, and I don't know if he got up to go to the bathroom or to get a drink or something when um, he was
1: younger, right? When was yeah. When he was yeah. younger, when
2: he was a kid. And, um, They had a cement porch with a roof over it. And he heard a woman walking in like high heeled shoes across the cement porch. Oh, really? Yeah. But he never, he never went out and looked or anything. He was too scared, but it really scared him. He told me that I really shook him up.
0: When he was a kid. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Scared the heck out of me.
2: Yeah. Cause he knew everybody in the house was in bed and she walked the whole length of the porch.
1: I think we just need to go start investigating everyone. Right? <laughs> there you go. Amanda. <clears throat> oh,
4: well, I will say, um, whenever I let my dogs out at night now, <laughs> especially <laughs> after I've been listening to your podcast, I'm always getting in my you know, I have a my whole backyard is just woods as far as you can see, and there's nothing behind us. And I'm just always watching. And I mean, I kind of have all the trees memorized now, but now our young dog sometimes she'll just Tear straight into the woods barking you know oh. and then I don't hear anything like running away because like even deer you can hear them you know it's it's all crunchy leaves back there and I told my husband one night I said if she comes tearing back out I'm out of here <laughs> so far that has happened <laughs> there you go
1: Lowell. our podcast is scaring Amanda revenge is a dish best served cold <laughs> yes.
4: oh and I actually I was gonna tell you Lowell. So all those times that I've scared you have come back around to haunt me because now my son and <laughs> <he laughs> me and so I actually had to tell him a couple of years ago every morning he would be we'd be hiding somewhere in the house and it got to <laughs> I was like scared <laughs> to come out of my room because I knew it'd be somewhere and I didn't know where and I, I finally told him I said, you have got to stop doing this <laughs> I was like scared to walk around
1: in my room. Have a- I'm a oh. prisoner in my own home.
4: You can thank your nephew <laughs> <laughs> because so when comes around, I <laughs> you know
0: how it felt growing up for me. <laughs>
2: well, you should take him along to look for the blue orbs.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go.
1: Be your bodyguard. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, I feel like there's,
4: I don't know, there's kind of some not scary stuff, but just right. Across the highway from us, on on the way to that river, there's like these old, abandoned-looking houses, and once in a while, I'll see someone like just kind of out doing yard work in front a of weird like the houses are like totally like junked up with kudzu on them, and like you know, I I don't know, it's probably you know methods or something, but but it's just weird. Like once in a while, like you, I won't see anybody or any sign of anything living over there for months and then all of a sudden somebody's out there just pulling weeds and i don't know it's hmm. kind, of, kind of weird yeah are they like
0: in normal clothes or are they in like 19 <laughs> right. or 1880s you No, know?
4: right yeah i wouldn't say normal but definitely not <laughs> of a different time period
0: <laughs> well it's been fun everyone yes it has it's been a fun christmas get together it has
4: I know, I heard some new stories tonight. That's kind
1: of And our listeners heard a ton of new stories tonight. And now they all know where we get it from and why we are the way we are. So you have these people to thank. From mom and dad to even our older sister.
0: (laughs) I was going to say blame, not thank.
3: (laughs) Well,
1: yeah, I guess a little bit of both. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> but thanks for coming on, everyone.
1: We love you all. It's been fun. Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry,
0: Christmas everybody. Merry Christmas.
4: Merry Christmas. Well,
0: Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Christmas. next week. I guess until next week, until your dose of Silver Pills, have a great Christmas.
1: Yeah, Merry Christmas, listeners. The
0: Silver Pilled family, we love you all. Thanks for joining us. Remember, until next time, Silver Pill the World.